mommy friends one of the things that I feel we all kind of gain from friendship is the growth and the change that we have and because of that a lot of times we tend to outgrow our friends or we outgrow our relationships and when you become a mom it's a totally different friendship that you're embarking on a lot of times we don't realize how much becoming a mom changes our friends I say invest in good mommy friends, friends that you can depend on, friends that have kids similar in age, friends that are kind of, even if you're not exactly all one, maybe you have a three-year-old, maybe they have a two-year-old, maybe they have a five-year-old, and you have an eight-year-old, sometimes that gap isn't really as big as we may perceive, and these kind of friends where you have a wide range of, okay, so she's a little older, she's a little younger, he's a little older, he's a little younger, they're the same age. You can learn so much from it. I realized that, you know, my best friend having my goddaughter five years ago, October 15th, and my, you know, close friend who's like a sister to me, her daughter is also October, and then my nephew's October 14th. I realized I can gain some long-term knowledge from them, whereas my, you know, college roommate who just had her precious little angel, and I want to say this Her daughter, being that she's three months, is just a month or so. No, her daughter. Yeah, her daughter is almost four months. So yeah, maybe May or June when her daughter was born. Um, that's really not important. But what I'm saying is more or less, her daughter being closer to my daughter's age, but yet a little bit older, as not as a huge gap, kind of makes it helpful for us to have conversations about realistic things. She'll ask me, you know, hey, is your daughter going through this? Are you, you know, having any breastfeeding issues? Are you, you know, conscious about going out when you go out and party? Or, you know, we have real life conversations. And having mommy friends and being social like that is what makes us great, great moms. What I found was that having these normal conversations with people who had kids who are older and younger and even the same age was that we all gained this kind of camaraderie of knowledge. Um, the ones who had older kids kind of gave me the mind down. This is what you're going to go through. This is what you're going to deal with. These are things that you can look out for. These are things I dealt with. This is what I use. These are groups I follow on Facebook, whatever. Whereas moms who are in the kind of same age bracket as my daughter who has this child, it's kind of one of those things where we all kind of give each other a little uplift. Um, one of the girls I went to college with, we worked super close in college. And then, you know, we started bonding over social media. I legit was like, you know, I'm here. If you want to talk, I understand. Like, it's good to have mommy friends. People who understand what it's like to want to go out and can't go out. People who understand, you know, how it feels to be bloated, to want Chick-fil-A at 2 in the morning, to eat a bucket of ice cream at 3 in the morning, or to want a big cup of ice every day and, like, indulge. But also, what it's like to miss going out, to miss being able to just go and be you, or just go and enjoy what you think is normal. And it's one of those things where you kind of 
get selfish. You kind of want friends like that. You only want friends that have kids. And it sounds really shitty. But it's like, your single friends who are out here hoeing it up, partying, living their best life, doing things that you can't do, are kind of the worst friends to have when you're pregnant. And it's because they don't know that they're making you kind of sometimes feel, you know, odd man out, that you kind of feel a little left out, that you may feel inadequate. And it's crazy because I watched an episode of Insecure, and you know, I am like insecure, obsessed. Issa Bay, I love you. If she finds out, I'll bring her on the show. Like, that's how obsessed I am with Issa, right? Like, she's just Issa Bay. Um, but one of the most pivotal episodes, at least for me, was when Tiffany, who was pregnant this season, is going through these kind of growing pains with her friends, where she literally pushed herself to go to Coachella, pushed herself to party, even smoked some weed while she was pregnant. Like, she literally tried to be her old self pregnant. And it's hard not to want to feel like, hey, I just want to be my fucking self. I just want to be me. I just want to act like me. I don't want to have to act like a mom. I don't want to have to act like I'm carrying this child. I don't want to have to act like mommy, mom, whoever. Like, what the fuck? And she literally, by the end of the episode, was exhausted. Not because she was a bad person, but because she legit could not fathom why she pushed herself this far. And it was like, for what? For who? Did you think you were going to turn into why did you feel like this was a great idea? What made you believe that you acting the way you did was going to change it? So I say all that to say this. A lot of times as pregnant mommies, as new mommies, we are not the best friends for people who are not moms. We are the worst. We make bad plans. We always cancel. We're super tired. We have kids to consider. So a lot of times our plans never fall into place. They always fall through. And then when it comes to doing things, we're always on time crunch. I mean, we be even at nine, bitch, we're going to be home before two. If we, you know, we got to do something. We got to make sure we prep. I need to pump. I need to eat. I need to make sure the kids are asleep. I need to make sure the kids are taken care of. Make sure someone's home with the kids. Whatever. Like, you can't just up and say, oh, I'm going to the club tonight. Peace. Like, it's crazy. I had my first free kid-free weekend this weekend, and I legit did nothing. I legit laid in my bed, watched Netflix, ate some crappy food, didn't have to share with anybody. I still pumped because <laughs> baby girl got to eat. But it was so interesting how I was just in this very eclectic feeling of like not having anything to do. Like usually I would have called my girls, let's go party, but I wasn't in the mood for that. I enjoyed a well-filled night of rest. I actually did go out on Saturday night to a pool hall, hang out with one of my girlfriends, and it was so much fun, because I, for once, didn't think about anything, both my kids are safe, both my kids are taken care of, my husband was at work, and I could enjoy being shiny, like, it wasn't even about being a mom, or a wife, or someone's girlfriend, or someone's, you know, dependent, it was legit me feeling like, bitch, this is what Shani used to do, Shani used to be out here, she would get cute, curl her hair, and put on some lipstick and say, bitch, I'm gone. And instead, I'm always like, oh, I got a pump. Oh, I need to make sure the kids eat. Oh, I need to make sure her husband has food when he comes home from work. Like, I literally have a thousand things on my plate that I never think of myself until the end. And by that time, I'm like, girl, I'm going to sleep on me. I'm eating a grilled cheese. That's it. So, it was very refreshing. And it was cool because I went out with one of my, uh, 
I call her married friends, but my friends who are in like serious engagement or are married are kind of the friends that kind of lean towards hanging with more because it's very different when you hang out with single friends. Single friends are kind of on the front, they're looking for bae, they're trying to make you in places that you just don't have an interest in or you're not trying to find interest in. It's like if I go to a club, I'm not going to fuck with you, man. I'm going to fuck with drink these expensive ass drinks and party. I'm not here to meet Joe Schmo. I'm not here to get wine and dine by Peter. Like, I'm dead. But it's crazy because when you're married or engaged or off the market, more people are interesting. You're like, sir, I'm dead. Oh, I see you have a ring on your finger. Yes, because I'm not on the market. Talk to my single friend. She's looking for a bag. Instead, they're in your face. And I'm like, sir, I don't understand. I'm good. Enjoy. Bring someone else. But... Yeah, I think one of the hardest parts about being a mom when you're trying to enjoy your life as a kind of going out party mom is also the judgment. And that's the hardest part, I feel, that people don't seem to fathom. Do not be a judgy mom. Do not be the kind of mom that judges your mom and friends for going out. I, you know, I had to take my own advice. This girl I follow on social media. She had a kid. Her kid is almost four months, maybe five. Yeah, no, they might be a little older. Anyway, she's a social media mom. Like, we knew from the time she had conception to the time she was six months pregnant to when she found out their sex to when she did their baby shower. To, like, literally, we were along for the vibe. I can tell you everything, and there's timestamps to go with it. People didn't even know I had my child. People didn't even know I was pregnant, more or less. Why? Not because I was ashamed, but I enjoyed my pregnancy. I enjoyed my belly. I enjoyed the first few moments of me and my child. People didn't know I had her. People didn't even know I was in the hospital. And my child is only, well, she's going to be two months in about a day and a half. And people couldn't tell you what she looks like. They know what her back looks like. They know she has hair. Other than that, people couldn't tell you what she looks like if it was to save their life. They can say, I know exactly what's trying. They can look at five groups and we couldn't pick one. And the reason I say that is because I chose to enjoy my child. I'm choosing to enjoy her beauty, to enjoy her while she's just mine. For the rest of her life, social media will be such a huge part where she will be tweeting and Instagramming and Facebooking and MySpacing and whatever they come up with next, Snapchat, you know, face swap, what the fuck ever. And for me, I indulge in her beauty. I indulge in her giggles. I indulge in her laughter. Why? Because for one, no one else knows. And people always ask me, my husband, like, oh, why don't y'all, you know, post pictures ever? Are you, like, hiding her from something? It's like, no. But you also have to realize, people on your social media are not all good people. They may seem like it, they may act like it, but people are not happy for you. There are very envious, jealous, and manipulative people who follow you on social media, whether they be friends, associates, coworkers, colleagues, whatever. And for me, I don't really feel like I need to show her off to prove that she's around. If you ask my friends, they all know what she looks like. If you ask people who are close to me, they all know what she looks like. If they have to pick her out of a lineup, they can tell you who she is, what her name is, when she was born, my whole labor story. Because what? They're my real fucking friends. You on social media don't need to know shit. You don't even need to know I had a baby. Why? Because it ain't your business. But some people don't know that. 
And like the girl, she literally posts everything about her children. Like if someone wanted to kidnap her, take her children or do harm, they have all the information they need. All of it. When she in the house, when she not in the house, when she has a kids, when she don't have a kids, what's their name, how it's spelled, when they were born. Like every bit of information she has plastered all over social media. And it's like, damn. You ain't even like she legit started live Instagramming right after she gave her. She was still doped up on her epidural because she had a C section. That she legit couldn't even talk clear, but she wanted to get on social media. And I was like, oh my god, she's a child. And legit, she's 22, which shows you, you know, me at almost 28, working two different brackets of life because. I ain't got time to be posting. I was so much pain. I was in literal tiredness where I ate so much. I was so hungry. I was so tired. Everybody was like, you know, rest. And I did. I rested so heavy after she was here. And I didn't really get to rest much in the hospital bay with you at like every 20 fucking minutes to take a test, to check her heart, to check your heart, to check your wounds, check everything. That I didn't even get a chance to really get a good night's rest. But bitch, I slept as much as I could. And what's interesting is, like, she ain't even fully healed. She eat her first meal, and she's supposed to. And I'm like, girl, what in the entire fuck? Like, do you not have any urge to have some kind of you? Just some time for you and your babies to take yourself away? And I felt like a judgy mom. And I did feel like I judged her harshly. But I also felt like, for me... It's something I couldn't do. And I had to respect that that's something she wanted to do. So, I realized we couldn't be mommy friends. (laughs) But the women who have chosen to be mommy friends are amazing women who take care of their kids, who have great advice, who, you know, are very uplifting. Like, me and my college roommate, Tiff, I love her to death. And we kind of went through this journey together. She got engaged right before I got engaged. She got married right before I got married. Well, right in the sense of she was supposed to get married, but she went and did courthouse wedding, but her actual ceremony was going to be kind of on the same time. So it was kind of interesting. We were kind of on the same path and didn't even know it. And with her struggles with breastfeeding and going through the whole trying to be mom, we were there for each other. You know, we were a phone call away. We talked often. We talked about everything. You know, sometimes we were a little too much in conversation because we'd be like, girl, look at my nipple. Look at this shit. But... We were great friends that being mommy friends was like no brainer. It was excitement all over, you know. It was like another journey for us to capture together. And it was great because it was like when you have someone who's kind of going through it with you, you never realize how amazing of a friend you might have in your pocket. Like my sorority sister's pregnant now with her boy, and I'm super excited because she went through so much of trial and tribulations over the last few years losing her brother and her father and her grandmother that I felt like, you know, her having a boy was ideal, but it's also maybe her blessing that she needed in her life, something of her own, and it's crazy because people always say, you know, don't look at babies as something to keep yourself together, but babies are one thing, you know, when you're a mom, you can, no one can take that away you having a child, you birthing a child, that is something you created. That is all of you. As a mom, that is you. And no one can change that. No one can say, well, that ain't your baby. No, I've I grown this baby in my uterus. If anything is a part of me, that baby's a part of me. 
period. She's as much of me as my skin. Hello. So when, you know, she's going through some things, we always talk and converse about whatever she's going through. Because at first, trimester is hard. And it's hard for everyone. I don't care how strong of a black woman you are, how strong of a mommy you may think they're going to be. Ain't nothing crippling you like pregnancy. Okay? It's either going to hit you in the beginning or hit you at the end. And in the beginning, it's usually that first trimester of those nauseous mornings, those heartburn nights, those, you know, first few months of just kind of adapting to this very sleepy schedule. You feeling like you've never slept in your life. All you want to do is sleep and eat and you don't know what the fuck. And then the end is kind of very similar where you're exhausted, you're ready for the birth to come, you're ready to not be pregnant no more, you're huge as you're going to be. You're legit like over it. And as she's going through it, you know, as a good friend, I try to give her as much advice as I can. And I'm a, I'm a very, you know, take it or leave it. You don't have to take my advice, and I'm not offended when you don't. Why? Because I didn't take everyone's advice. A lot of people had real, you know, specific things that cater to them and partying and drinking and going out when they were pregnant. Some of them agreed, some didn't. Some of them were like, girl, if I were you, I wouldn't go out. I'm like, okay, well, you're not me. Some of them were like, oh, I partied, and I went out, and I, you know, my husband was that kind of DJ, or he was that kind of guy who always had something going on, so I never stayed in the house. And I didn't feel like it was necessary to judge her, because it doesn't feel fair that the mom who stays home with her feet up, waiting to give birth, versus the mom who's out maybe enjoying a party or a concert or whatever, that she's the bad mom. Like, at the end of the day, being a bad mom is just treating your child. Not putting your child's health and wealth as a priority. Her well-being, her health, it should be, you know, first in line, priority. And a lot of people don't know how that feels to not be priority in their life. Because having a baby, you're not important anymore. And it sucks to say that, but you're really not. People don't call your phone looking for you. They call the talk to this infant child who can't speak. They don't come looking for you no more. They call this infant child that don't speak. They don't care what's going on in your life. They're wondering what's going on with the baby, how she's improving, how she's growing, how she's getting older, how she's, you know, mobilizing, how she's talking, how's her growth. It ain't about you no more, though. So, more or less to wrap this episode up, because I don't like to keep you ladies here forever. I personally feel, you know, as we're growing, as we're, you know, becoming moms, don't lose yourself. If you're a partying mom like I was, I still went out a couple times while I was pregnant, had my little one or two red glasses of wine, because that was all a girl could have. I enjoyed music, I still enjoyed dancing, and hey, I was more excited when I found out places that I didn't realize served food, served food. I was like, oh my God, this place serves hot wings, this place has chicken tenders. You ain't never seen somebody so excited over processed food in your life. Well, I can bring you pregnant. You want to go out, but you want to make sure there's a meal involved. Hello? <laughs> so, you know, don't be a judgy mom. Don't be a shitty mom. Don't be the kind of mom that judges her mommy friends. If your mommy friends need someone to go out with, go out. If your mommy friends are out here living their best life, shaking their ass at the party, support them. Let them enjoy the freedom that they have. Now, if you see that this mom is more concerned with shaking her ass than her kids, then she's a bad mom. You should tell her. You should be the real friend. But, I'd say 75% of the time, 
she needs that time. She needs some time to get a manicure, to get a pedicure, to get her eyebrows done, to get a coochie back, to get her hair done, to act like she can afford, you know, normal clothes that don't have spit up all over it, to act like a mom, and to be not just a mom, but whoever she really is, whatever her name is, say it out loud, that's who she is. She's not just such and such mom, or mommy, or mom, or whoever. She's a human being that deserves a good time. So, with that being said, you ladies enjoy your evening, and I will see you next week. And remember, love yourself, baby. Love yourself. Hello, hello, and we're back after those messages. So, now that we're back, let's get into some of my, I say, top five pet peeves. One, two, three, four, and five of being a real mom. Now, the reason I say real mom, I'm saying it from a point of view of take it as it is. A real mom in the sense of you're going to go out, you're going to enjoy your life, you're going to be able to indulge in these things that are fun, and my top five pet peeves, do not be a judgy mom, don't be the kind of mom that judges other mom situations, don't be the kind of situation that you want to be judged, but look at it like this, you never know what's going on in someone else's home, so please, easy on the judging, the judging is not needed. You judge a mom because she looks a little rough today. Maybe she had a rough morning. Oh, her kids, you know, aren't matching from head to toe. Maybe they had a rough day. Oh, the kids, you know, are just having a crazy moment of a meltdown. You never know what may have transpired to what is going on at this present moment that you get to see this woman. I said, you know, I never judge a mom by her clothes because a lot of times, You'll throw anything on and your kid will be adorable. Your kid is in a full outfit, head to toe, super cute, and you look like a piece of shit. Yep, I'll say it. You look like you're rolled out of bed, you still got milk stains on your shirt, your hair is in this messy bun that's been messy for two weeks. It's not messy anymore, sis. And I'm sorry to say this, but flip-flops are not real shoes. Sorry. Number two, I will say this. One of my biggest pet peeves is not talking about your kids. People always make it seem like when you're not with your kids and you're hanging out that you shouldn't bring your children up. I'm sorry, but being a mom is this amazing thing. And sometimes the best part about it is venting to your friends, talking to your friends, having that moment of clarity to say, hey, Oh, this is what's going on with my kids. I'm super excited. And a lot of times you just need someone to listen because your husband or your significant other is not listening. They are like, oh, yay, they're walking. Oh, yay, they're doing. Yes, they're purely excited for your joy and excitement. But those small things of your child being able to sleep for four hours, I, I enjoy. Tell me about your kid taking a full six hour nap in the middle of the day and how you got to do simple things like wash your hair. You go, girl. You go number three. <laughs> One of my biggest pet peeves is not allowing yourself any time for yourself. 
I think that we are so quick to say, oh, oh, I just didn't have enough time today. Make some motherfucking time for yourself. That's a bit harsh, I'm sorry. But that's how I feel. Make some time for yourself. Make some time for you to wash your hair. Make it some time for you to have a cup of coffee. Make it some time for you to put your feet up and watch a 30-minute episode of something. Do yoga, take some silent classes or dance classes. Go, you know, learn a craft, learn how to weave, learn how to paint, do a paint and sip, whatevs. My biggest thing is always having an excuse of not having time. And it sucks. It sucks because you want to have time. You feel like you should have time. And when you don't have time, it's kind of like, why? Why don't you have time? Why didn't you figure out something? Why didn't you take 10 minutes for yourself? Why didn't you enjoy those small joys of what's going on with you? It's hard to say it, but it's, it's realistic. Number four. I hate the rule that as a mom, you can't wear blank. I used to wear blank, but now I don't because I'm a mom. Who is the person that made these rules? I need to fight them. I want to meet them. I need to know them. I need to know who is this person spreading these eyes. Oh, because you're a mom, you can't wear heels. Oh, because you're a mom, you shouldn't wear bikinis. Oh, because you're a mom, you shouldn't wear, you know, lace outside. Oh, because you're a mom, you're not allowed to wear a miniskirt. Oh, because you're a mom, you're not allowed to. Who the hell cares? People don't know you're a mom when you're going out. 95% of the people at a, at a place you're going don't even know you. Those 5% of people who know you know you're a mom. But they still know you before you were a mom. They knew you as, hey, Tanya, my friend, the one who used to pound tequila shots. Yes, Tanya's a mom, but Tanya's kids aren't at the bar with y'all right now. So if Tanya wanted to put on her extra skinny jeans, her low-cut blouse, and her stilettos, She's still Tanya. Hello. Good morning. (laughs) Hi, Tanya. And let her indulge in something that she doesn't get to wear often. You get a mom out the house and available to wear, hey, let's just say normal clothes, which is harder to think about it, but take it as this. When you're a mom, unless you are a go-to-work kind of mom and you have a regular job, you're most likely in some type of business cash, business, you know, formal, whatever, wear, or you have a uniform. So those are your two options, dressy, dressy clothes, or a uniform. So who's to say that you don't have a closet full of amazing clothes that, hey, you get maybe three times out of the month to wear because, hey, you only get to go out three times without having to, you know, literally explain to your babysitter that you're a good parent. Enjoy those mini skirts, those heels, that low cut blouse. Hey, if you are confident in what you're wearing, if you love what you're wearing, if what you're wearing makes you look good, makes you. But we're back, and we're on number four. And number four is invite your mom for now. I hate when people always say, well, I know you're a mom now, so I was afraid to invite. Like, girl, if you were going to invite me, invite me. If you thought it would be a good thing I would enjoy, invite me. If you thought I was going to have fun, go invite me. 
I have a life that I can rearrange. I can do things. Now, unless you know I just had my child and I'm bedridden or I can't go or, you know, I'm broke and you're not really trying to pay for me, cool. But me being a mom is a poor excuse. And I hate when people do it. Take it as you may. It's one of those things where I'm just like, why? Why? Why sway? Why do you think it's okay? Why do you think it's, you know, not an issue to disinvite someone? Like, if you've always invited me to your birthday party, now you haven't, now you had a child, or now I've had a child, and now the invitations have stopped. Why? Did it change you from a person that doesn't like, you know, sushi? Do you not like, you know, R&B? Are you not, you know, going out anymore? Let me know. But those are things you can tell me. I don't think it's fair for me to assess that as why. But again, that is just me. What else? What else? What else? What else? And we have made it to number five. One of my biggest, largest pet peeves is don't waste a mama's time. If I say I'm going somewhere and we make plans, I rearrange my schedule. I make sure I have an outfit. I have money to spend. Mama is cute. Babies are being watched. Don't stand me up. That is the hardest thing. Because now as a mom, you're always trying to accommodate everyone. And when your schedule has a window of you to do something like adult time, have a glass of wine, maybe indulge in some fun things, you're like, oh, really? I can I could be an adult today. I can put on adult clothes. I can smell fresh. I can, you know, do X, Y, and Z. And then the person doesn't show. Or the person calls and says, oh, I can't make it. You knew that at 2 o'clock that you couldn't make it. Not at 9 o'clock. When we were supposed to go out at 9.30. And I'm already dressed and on my way to wherever we were supposed to meet up at. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. And I say this with all love and respect. Because I'm the kind of friend who loves to go out. And my friends were very, you know, shook by me not, you know, being the go-out person. I tried to go out while I was pregnant. It was the worst idea ever. Why? Because I couldn't drink. I was extremely tired. My body was physically exhausted. I legitly wanted to just lay in my bed. I would go out with all intent, you know. I'd put all my eggs in the basket. Oh, I'm going out. I'm having fun. I'm turning up tonight. And I'd get there and I'd be yawning in the line to get in the club. I get in the club and I order my, you know, ginger ale or my, you know, sparkling water or whatever. Or my half glass of plain red wine, which is gross as hell. But I get there. I try to have fun. And by two hours, if that, I'm like, well, this was fun. I need a nap. I'm going to leave. And my friends will be like, oh, I'm so happy you came. And I'm like, you're lying because this is horrible. I've never, I've been the person that literally has had to be the last person walking out of a club. And granted, I'm a mom now. So I don't really need that kind of, you know, promise to myself. But the fact that I couldn't even make it till midnight was like, oh, yeah. Maybe going out is not your strong point. Going out to eat was, oh, a pregnant woman is always down for a hot meal. So, I say, you know, don't don't blow off your moms. Don't make them into literally the worst idea ever to choose to go out with you as a friend. Because they'll remember that. You know, like, oh, I, I you know, had a babysitter, I got an outfit, and then you blew me off. 
or I, you know, I'm pregnant and I say, okay, you know, I'm going to put on some clothes. I'm going to come out the house. I want to enjoy some friend time. And you literally call to cancel. What the entire fuck? But yeah, those are my top five pet peeves. And for me, I think that, I know you're tired of me saying that line, but that is literally my tag. You know, I always feel, I can't talk from anyone else's experience. I only speak from my own. And my own is very short-lived. But I also know that it's very difficult for moms to feel connected to their old selves. And going out is that small little window that doesn't change. You may not have the body you had at 21. You may not have, you know, the energy you had at 21. But you can still party. You can still go out and have drinks. And, hey, now you're legal. Remember those times where you were 18 and you were just like, I can't wait to be 21. Now you're almost 30. And you're excited because no one freaking IDs you. You can just walk into a bar and drink. It's amazing. You can you can go have hookah. You can go indulge. You can go, you know, all the way crazy. And guess what? You're the adult. But you need to be responsible, bitch. You got kids. <laughs> so, with all that being said, be a mom that you want to be friends with. That's the best line I can give you. Be a mom that you legit want to be besties with. The mom that can let her hair down, go have fun, go grab drinks, even stay kind of cute and stylish. But be the mom that, you know, if your kid is sick, you're like, hey, kid's important, you can't leave. But let your friends know hours in advance. Don't wait 20 minutes. Don't wait 30 minutes. That's, that's shitty. That's a shitty friend. And I always say support them in whatever they're trying to... Con- like, if your friend and you know loves a good mini, loves a crop top, let them be happy. Now, I'm not going to say let her be a clown. That's not what I'm saying. But don't downplay her because now she's a quote-unquote mom. So moms, so who is this person with these invisible rules of what moms should and should not do, should and should not wear, should and should not go? The best part about being a mom is that you're responsible. You're an adult. You can do great things. Obviously, you know, you're keeping someone else alive. That means you did a good job today. And that's a hard day's work. That earns yourself something. I don't know about you, but that earned me a glass of wine every day. I'm here for it. I'm here for the good times and letting them roll. Well, that is the end of our episode. I'm so grateful for you listening. I want you to subscribe, applause, tell your friends, follow me, stalk me. Um, I'm actually coming up with an Instagram page. Um, And the only reason I have been hesitant is because I have not broadcast to my family and friends about my podcast. And a piece of me is kind of private. And the reason that I didn't tell anyone is because I kind of love doing something that is just for me. It's not for my family. It's not for my friends. It's not for anyone. I do this for the moms who listen like I listen. I am a podcast junkie. I work at a desk where I can put my headphones on and I literally bullet through reports all day long. And for me, I love it. I love being able to listen to people talk and they have something to say. And... I want people to listen to me, not because I like to talk, but because what I have to say is kind of fun, it's kind of funky, it's kind of important, it's kind of informative, very much so. I like to do my searches, my Googles, and let me tell you, it's a lot of things out there that you may or may not agree with, and 
it's always good to have an opinion. Have a, have someone to listen to. You might find them interesting. You know, um, spread the word. I love to see people listening. I love to see that I have more views. It literally makes me warm and fuzzy inside. Um, but yeah, leave comments, leave all that good stuff, and I'll let you know as I progress with putting it up an Instagram. It's not that I'm against it. I just want to know, is that what you guys want from me? Somewhere where I can post what episodes are coming next, take suggestions on what to put out, what kind of content you folks want to hear, who's listening, you know? Somebody's listening. I can I can see it. <laughs> but no, I appreciate all that you've done over the last few episodes. And I guess we'll catch you next time with the next episode of A What? A New Black Mom. Peace.